The Green Tutors Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to support our show and avoid annoying sponsored segments, we encourage you to join our growing Patreon community. Find out more at www.patreon.com forward slash Green Tutors Podcast. Thanks for listening, and now, on to the show. Good evening. Good evening. Well, hello! Sedge, can we please talk about your epic Christmas party for a moment? It was all right, weren't it? It was great. <laughs> you mean the one that I didn't get invited to? You got invited yeah. to it. You were yeah. Mr. Finals. I know, I'm just joking. You have to have it was, priorities. It was amazing. I had a great time. It was uh, pretty damn cool. We had a decent turnout. Um, you know what's really weird? We always invite quite a few of our neighbors, and the neighbors that show up are the ones that moved away <laughs> yeah. over the last two years. So it was it was great. It was great seeing people I hadn't seen uh, forever. My buddy Bill and his wife Jody, they used to live down here in the states. They're from Canada, uh, London. I really enjoyed talking with him <coughs> a lot. Oh my God! You want to talk about epic road trips? When he worked for Festool with me, oh he oh we used to have so much fun in Canada. We spent 16 days on the road in British Columbia. We went to Banff National Park, but we were on the Festival Roadshow. We did a couple trade shows. It was an amazing 16 days. So it was great seeing them. The thing that was amazing was it was a total surprise. Marianne did not tell me, and they j- they showed up, and I lost it. It was so cool. But everybody there, it, you know, the next day, Marianne said, you know what? Everybody had a great time. Everybody was happy. I think we had about 50 people here. We've had wow. upwards of a hundred. Yeah, house. I know you said normally there's more people there, but I got to be honest. Like, I mean, your house is is a good size too. So I think more, any more than that was there, I, I feel like it would have been so crowded. I think that was the oh. perfect number. It was so much fun. I, I just, <laughs> I had a great time. Um, a few years back, there was somebody who showed up with somebody that wasn't invited, and. Uh, we had to kick her out. She was stinking drunk, and it was funny as heck. But she was getting obnoxious with some of our friends, so we asked her to leave. It's been it's been quite hectic sometimes, but we just want everybody to celebrate the holidays. And last year, with the, the you know the lockdowns and everything, everybody was like thanking us and saying, "Man, we're so excited you had the party." It was it was a great feeling. I had a lot of people from work. Marianne had a lot of people from work. You guys were there, which was awesome. What was so, the name? What was the name of the the young, uh, the young guy that was there with his wife? Uh, and he has the the woodworking business. Oh, what, what was? Jordan bare knuckle uh, woodworking. Yeah, I think bare knuckle woodworking or bare knuckle. He was really really cool. Him oh, and his yeah. wife both. I really enjoyed uh, talking to them a yeah. lot. Yeah, Jordan and Amanda, and they are wicked cool. They even came over to the Beaver Tool Show. From yeah. uh, they work at Lowe's with Marianne. It was pretty cool. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. He works in the lumber yard or the lumber pot. Yeah, and he's a, a infantry prior infantry uh, army. Yeah. What's sure. that? Uh, the only is branch that, that matters. Is that like ben. the? Is that where you like work in an office or? <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> we're we're not the where, ones that ride unicorns. Where, where babies just try things. Infant try. Like that's what that's wow. what comes in my head. Hmm. Infant try. Interesting. That was a really good effort. I, I enjoyed seeing you at the party. Oh, wait, that's right. You weren't there. <clears throat> I think the, the first keg kicked uh, about 730, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it was about seven. I, I think I left right around that time because it was still flowing when I was there, and I had plenty to drink, that's for uh-huh. sure. Yeah. Water, obviously, water. Yep. Uh, I always bring in a couple kegs of water. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's good stuff, carbonated and uncarbonated Carbonated water. It's, it's nice to have options. Yep, sure. It was a good time, though. Really good, good time. I'm glad you enjoyed yourselves. Leo was really tired. Yeah, and he actually stayed awake the entire way home, so that was wow. a surprise. Wow. Got homie. Racked right out. Now, awesome. tonight, that'll be a different uh, story because he, he, so he naps at daycare until like 3 p.m. From 1 to 3, I think, is their nap time. And I'm like, stop doing that because he comes home and he won't, he won't go to sleep tonight until 9. He'll just cry, yeah. just whine wow. because he's huh. not tired. Super annoying. Sounds like my schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and what's, what's, I wouldn't say that it's annoying, but what's funny is when you have multiple kids is that'll be completely different. Like my first, my first daughter, uh, she was up like every three hours until she was like two and a half. Like if, if she had the smallest like inkling of wetness in her diaper, she was crying. And with my middle kid, there were many times where I would wake up like in the middle of the night in a panic and go check on her to make sure that she was still breathing. Cause she was just like nine o'clock. She was out until seven in the next morning, which is like unheard of with an infant. So all well, that to the, say, you're going to take, you're going to get to learn all these things all over again. Right. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing is, is that Leo, I, we're, we're getting way off while well, we haven't started our topic yet, but anyways, Leo slept throughout the <gasps> night for like the longest time. It was great. Yeah. And then before they went to Germany, he started this new thing and it just, it has not stopped. So hopefully he starts another new thing soon and that's uh, being quiet and going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> here buddy great. it's chloroform breathe this oh yeah. my god hey <laughs> nap time it's nap time juice our newest pod uh podcast patron i listened to episode 15 your little intro you didn't know that no apparently i'm funding our own podcast <laughs> nice your money laundering yeah oh. no nicole nicole bent is now a she's not allowed with beers of the boys just make that clear right now, honey. She's you are not allowed <coughs> with beers with the boys. Sorry. Rock, paper, ra- rock paper patron. She's a patron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick and Michelle will be there. Well, That's awesome. Bes- besides. Wait, what? Patrick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot they were patrons. Um, besides that uh, amazing party, Sedge, what have you been up to? Uh, since our last recording anything interesting <clears throat> work work and more work getting ready for um um christmas break everybody's on christmas break but i got something in the mail today guys and i've been getting this catalog in the mail for about american hair club 25 years it's the yeah, best american. catalog for woodworking any guesses American Hair Club. Nope. Mr. Bent. Mm. Maniacs Anonymous. Mm. Highland Highland Woodworking. I will bring it up on the screen. Right now, Sedgley's holding up a magazine cover that says Mark Adams in the School of Woodworking. Oh, cool. 2022. I've been getting that catalog in Florida, now in Indiana, and I, it's just a great who's who of woodworking. 
and what a bunch of great classes he has for next year. I just, I'm always talking about Massaw, Mark Adams School of Woodworking, because it is, Jason, it's like 10 minutes from you? Mm-hmm. And it's only 45 minutes from me, and it's right here in Indiana, and it's fantastic. And I still haven't been there or met him. You'll meet him. I'll bring you <laughs> over. I guess my invite to be an instructor there got lost in the mail. Stupid <laughs> USPS. <laughs> I'm teaching there again next year. I know you are. Yeah, baby. Sedge, is that a is that an annual magazine? Is that a biannual? Is it it's, quarterly? Nope. It comes out every November, beginning of December, uh, okay. for everybody, and it is fantastic. And I've always what's the, what's the premise of the magazine? I, mean, I know that, that oh, that's it, a woodworking school, but oh, it's it's a uh, it's all his workshop. It's a it's a catalog of all his classes for next year. Oh, okay. So signing up, who's teaching there? Um, you know, whether it's a full week class or weekend class. And it, he has the best of the best in the world teaching there. And sometimes you you may not recognize and a name. And Sedge. You may, <laughs> you may not recognize a name, but when you take a – or you meet that person, you take the class, that you go, oh, my God, this guy knows his – or this gal knows their stuff. He And it's it's – now he's teaching all kinds of CNC class. I mean, Shapa comes in and does classes for him. Uh, it's really so all, it's a, all, all a different kinds of disciplines in. Yeah, yeah, everything. He, he has this painter who's amazing. Um, just great. I mean, I, name a name a famous woodworker they they've taught there or teach there. It's it's fantastic. So I I can't say enough about it. But it was a great day because I got my Mark Adams catalog for the year are there any well, i guess you already said you're gonna go to some classes what's what's one class that you really want to go to do you know i've never taken a class there i know you've taught there yes right but i've never taken one and i'm always you've, trying you've taught to what, take one twice I've, you've taught there yeah um, i've taught for the last six years and there's some summers that i've taught like uh, four classes for weekend classes, but I teach once once a year now. It's usually in uh, late summer, in the or the fall, and it's a, it's a I just love it. But uh, there is a gentleman that I want to take a class with. Uh, you ever hear of a guy named Stephen Proctor? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Most people, <laughs> a lot of people haven't, but he's probably the best hand tool mechanic on the planet. And uh, the and next coming next and, to me, right? Yes, because I'm basically a pro now. Yeah, I have two hand planes. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> but uh, he's just a really nice guy. I've met him a few times, and I keep saying, "Hey, I got to take a class with you," because Mark always recommends you as the best. So, you know what? I'm going to try to make time to take a class next year if I can. So it's awesome. But the, you know what? The only situation with this catalog is, uh, I was I got an email from Mark, and almost everything is at capacity already and, wow. and the catalog just came out so uh, it's it's awesome it's it's I truly believe it's the best woodworking school on the on in the world because of who teaches there and because of Mark Adams and his family yeah. just fantastic fantastic people Okay, and that was the plug for Mark Adams School of Woodworking, and the Green Suiters podcast has been brought to you by Mark Adams School <laughs> yeah. of Woodworking. That's not an official sponsor. Just via, via Sedge. 
have him get in touch with me if he needs uh, you know the information <laughs> to fill out the check. <laughs> ben, but what I'm about sure. you? <clears throat> I'm done with school. Whoa! Yay! Until January 6th, and then that's when the next <laughs> semester starts. But, but that's your last semester, right? Yeah, that's that's my last semester, and I'm I'm completely done with um with my degree requirements. This is just like general education stuff, like basket weaving. Uh, yeah, just like underwater knife fighting. And Gym political, political science class. I'm taking a, a drawing class, um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm, you know, so great to not have any schoolwork uh, on my plate and so i'm i've been finishing up the yard um <coughs> once once final season kind of kicked in i had to stop the the french drain project well today i got all the pipes wrapped the gravel's been laid and so now all, all that i need to do is lay some sod down and then get all the extra dirt um kind of collected up and then have somebody come and pick it up for me and, and take it away and then, then I'll be done. So my, my goal is for this winter break to have the backyard done before the semester starts. So that's that's what I've been doing this week. Um, and that's pretty much it, just working outside, enjoying not being in school. And that's pretty much it, man. Getting ramped up for the for the holidays. Did all my Christmas shopping already. Hmm. All my presents are wrapped. So Wow. Just chilling. Nice. Ambitious. What about you? What about you, Sedge? Or I'm sorry, Jason. What have you been up to? Uh, well, Saturday we were at Sedge's, obviously. Um, Sunday I got another full day in the shop working on Leo's bed, and I got almost the entire uh, dry fit done. The only thing I haven't done yet is the the front rail, which will not be all the way across. There's an opening so he can get in and out uh, where his feet will be. Um, but I made a little mistake. I'll share it with you guys here. Said you'll appreciate this. So this right here, I know that the, the listeners obviously can't see this, but you guys can. These were the the vertical plunges for uh, the little metal, you know, pieces that the connectors screw into. And every single one of them went perfect. Every single one. Except this one, because when I plunged it, I didn't pay attention and the fence, uh, the, the plate was not all the way up against the piece. So yep. I plunge it down and I'm like, that seems too far back. And then I was like, oh, cause I'm an idiot and I didn't have it all the way flush. So I, I replunged it and then I, I actually just, it's white oak. Um, and the, this domino will, will look just fine. And plus there's going to be a cap. So it'll be barely be noticeable and it'll be on the inside. So I just put in a 14 millimeter domino. I'm going to cut it. Uh, mm -hmm. flush and then I'm just going to replunge both holes just plug to, it, yeah. yeah to get everything the way it's supposed to be so I ran into that little snafu so I wasn't able to finish getting the dry fit completely done because I needed that to dry um, but once I do that it'll be taking all of this apart again and then uh, starting to the cool thing about this is the only thing that has glue on it is the two end pieces because those will always be permanent no matter what. And that's what the, holds the, the, the styles in, right? The slats, I guess. Yes. But again, only the end ones I glued. The other ones are just basically dry fitted. And then I use the connectors to attach it to the ends. 
And the reason I did it that way was because if we ever want to take the side slats and rails off, we can. And just have and the only thing I would bed. have, right? The only thing I would have to do is pull the dominoes out or flush cut them, uh, or plug them with you know other white oak. It doesn't even matter at that point. But they'd basically never be visible because a, a blanket would always be covering it. So, um, in reality. Are we ever going to have to do that? No, probably not. Maybe the front rail, but the back one, it'll probably always be against a wall. So there's really no point to move it. So uh, it's turning out really, really good. I'm not, it's very, very heavy, <laughs> extremely heavy. Solid oak. Yeah. So I'll probably like, I'll start doing all the finish work for it here soon. Once I get the final dry fit, I'll round over all the edges that I need rounded over, sand everything. And then for the finish, I'll probably just use Rubio. I think I'm going to use natural just to keep that that white oak look um and it's just a really quick easy finish and then i'll take it into leo's room and assemble it mm -hmm. did you did you use the 500 or the 700 uh, i used both on this project i used the 500 for all the slats uh, and i used uh the 700 for because of the connectors oh, okay so the the connectors aren't available for the for the df 500 they are, but you're limited in size. Mm. So on the Domino 500, and max is like 25 millimeters deep on both sides. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sedge. So you can get a 50 millimeter length for the connectors. As yeah. where the <clears throat> 700, it's 100 millimeters total. Yeah. 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 The connectors are just smaller. Bigger stuff like this, the Domino 700 definitely fits the bill a little bit more, I think. Where are you going to put the, the child restraint chains on? <laughs> like, like where do those hook in at? Or do you, not, uh, do you not use those for your kids? No, I, I do. They go over the rails. It's okay. plain strong. That's why I made it out yeah. of white oak. You know, just yeah. so when you build, uh, when Leo gets a little bit older and you build his other bed, this bed will be perfect for your newborn at that time. Yeah, you're probably right. Or, or Bell and Pepper. <laughs> yeah, or Bell and Pepper. It's a nice bed. I, I'm excited about it. Patrick, of great. course, was like, where's the curves? And I'm like, Patrick. Oh, God. Yeah, he's like all obsessed with curves. I guess that's the mark of a true woodworker. Or somebody that likes curves. I mean, that's what I told him. I'm not a big curve guy. I'm a straight I'd like line to hear, guy. I'd like to hear something positive come out of Patrick's mouth. About I, don't, I don't think that'll happen ever. <laughs> um, what's, okay, what's the best thing about Patrick? Michelle. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> See, we all know that. God, he's gonna oh. he's gonna love us. Um, other than that, I don't. Just the same old stuff. I mean, I'm kind of going into the groove of my new schedule, which is not having any time to do anything during the week and uh, possibly getting a day on the weekend. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I'm almost there. I'm almost at the finish line. So I, I really need to stop complaining about it so just stop being a bitch pretty much Ooh. yeah thank you thank you stop being a calf scout <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that's what i've been up to oh <laughs> uh, i did have a interesting conversation uh, over the last couple of days with my cpa oh yeah oh yeah good or bad or oh i knew it was coming but it's Oh, bad. Just because the bracket it, that you're in? Yeah. Yeah. It really uh, 
quite quite the eye opener today. And I I know this has been said on multiple podcasts, but I think if you're starting a business, like there's a reason why I started my business five years prior to retirement. It's so I could go through multiple years, learn the tax side of things, and understand how to run my business financially before being stuck, like forced to learn it. Yeah. Well, obviously this year was was very good for me. Um, I've like doubled every year pretty much since I started this. And this was no exception. And with that comes a pretty hefty tax bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he sent me my projections. What do you like, mean I can't, I can't write off a Lambo? What yeah, <laughs> I could. Well, no, I couldn't. I could write off a truck. Um, if you anyways, made like, learned, a, like, a, like a wooden stick shift where it and made content, you could write it off. No, we, we can talk. There's, there's actually a very interesting uh, vehicle write-off that you can do, which is why like the Army, it's, it's like it's 172 or 168 or something like that. It's, it's a tax law, meaning you can write off the entire purchase price of a truck as long as it meets certain requirements, like it's over 6,000 pounds and... Um, or you can depreciate it over five years, any, all this other stuff. I don't, I don't want to start talking about tax information here cause I'm not an expert, but man, have I learned so much over the past few years, but really over the past week. Um, and let's just say that I'm definitely going to be approaching things differently next year and be a little bit smarter about it. Uh, like <laughs> taxing myself throughout the year as mm-hmm. opposed to thinking, Oh, this year has been so good. And then the end of the year, just Oh, wait a minute. I was never taxed. Just wantonly spending everything. Yeah, it, oh God, uh, just, I have the money to pay it, but let's just say it's, it's not, it's, it's not enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. at all. Yep. Yeah. At all. I could buy many tools in my shop over again with the amount of money that I'm pretty sure I'm going to owe. Sucks, man. It's part of the game. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, again, I guess it's a good problem to have. It means that uh-huh. I had a, I had a, making money, boy good successful year but man does it it doesn't make it any better i'll tell you that i almost threw up when i read the email (laughs) so i learned a lot maybe we can talk about some stuff like that one of these days but that's kind of a touchy subject to get into so yeah well speaking of subjects sedge what's our what's our topic this week okay um what are your top slash favorite Five measuring, five measuring and marking tools. Okay. I think, do we want to cop out on each other if someone else picks one of the things that we already want to bring up? Would that, we want to make that one count or? I mean, it's going to have to count because I can't think of more than five. And I know you guys are going to name off some of the ones I have. Well, no, I. uh, Maybe, actually, you know what? Maybe Sedge needs to go last last because i feel like he has so many things that we don't have that he could maybe expand on what do you think sedge is is sedge there <laughs> i think he froze i think he did freeze either that either that or he's really good at just staying still yeah <laughs> <laughs> It is funny looking at him right now because he's like not moving. Is or or may, maybe he's pondering. Oh, he's gone. Nope. Oh, he's coming back. Is hey he coming now. back? This is great podcast stuff for everybody. Yeah, that's okay. Sedge, it's okay. We we, we made uh, a few funny jokes while you were frozen. About, about I'm you? back. No, what, <laughs> okay. I, what, what I was saying is maybe 
save you for last because I think you probably have a lot more in this realm. And that way, if it's something that like Ben and I both talk about, you could even expand on some of the things that we definitely did not bring up. What do you think about that? I think that would be great. And I think when I... Did he freeze again? I gave you this topic. He did. No, I'm, oh, no. He you definitely guys did. frozen. <laughs> Oh, there you are. Did you did you hear did you hear what yep. I said? I your audio's great. It's just that all of a sudden uh either you guys freeze or I guess on your side I'm freezing, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and me and Ben will go first. Okay. I think there's going to be a lot of duplicates here. That's that's why I'm yeah. saying I, I yeah, know the, you the, have way more in your arsenal uh and you might be able to highlight a few other things that we didn't talk about. Yeah. And I think okay. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna surprise you too. With okay. What I got, Ben? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. So the first uh, tool that I want to talk about is Digital CAD. So computer assisted designing. Uh, I use SketchUp. I'm starting to learn Fusion 360. Um, my, my designs, I'll start off like on a sketchbook, or I'll you know draw it out on my iPad, and then. After I take measurements of wherever it is this piece of furniture is going, I'll, I'll go in SketchUp and I'll go through a few design iterations until I land on something that I really want. Because the first thing is, is it gives me the visualization of what it's going to look like. It, it helps me see the proportions that I want. If if I want to have a better um, the the golden ratio of you know the top of a table to the apron to the legs it helps me kind of nail that down visually and the second thing that it enables me to do is figure out how much material i need for my project i don't like having like a plethora of of uh leftover cuts and all this other stuff i, I typically kind of get rid of whatever leftovers i have so going in SketchUp or fusion 360 um lets me really hone down how much material I need. And even some, some designs, it, it kind of, like I'll tell myself, okay, I want to make this with only two sheets of plywood and that's it. No other, no other, uh, materials am I going to use. And so it kind of forces me to think, okay, how can I adjust the design a little bit to fit within the, these restrictions that I gave for myself. So like the bench, um, just because of how expensive plywood is in my area, I was like, okay, I want to keep the cost down for me, and I only want to make it out of two sheets of plywood. That's it, because that's that's what my budget was for the design. And so doing things in SketchUp kind of lets me do all these things before I even put a blade to, you know, a splinter of wood, so to say. So that's that's my first measuring and marking device. Are you going to do all five, or yeah, are we, let's do all five. Yeah, you guys do all five. Okay, so the second one is the Woodpecker's Precision Square, the Model 851. It's just an 8-inch square, and I, I use it for all of, all of my markups um, on, on smaller panels, obviously, or, or on narrower stock. I mean, it's, it's aluminum uh, milled from Woodpecker's. It's a solid design. I've had this one for oh, a little over a year now, and it's, I, I reach for this probably more than I don't reach for it. And the next one is the another Woodpecker's product, which is the Paolini Pocket Ruler. Ah, jerk. Um, this this thing is awesome. Uh, it's it's in millimeters. It's also an in, an imperial. But 
you know, for all of the, my smaller project things, or if I need a, to mark a midline or set the depth on something, this, this little guy is so handy to have it. You know, it locks, it's got a really positive lock um, to it. I know that it's not gonna move. I, I use it for setting up my MFT. It's really great. And the next one is a fast cap. Uh, I don't remember what model this is but it's metric and imperial i don't like it because it's metric i really want to get one that's double-sided metric instead of having imperial on the other side and then the other one is just uh, a set of, of digital calipers uh, this is comes in really handy for um, cutting things on the shaper handy for doing laser cutter stuff and now 3d printing stuff so a really nice set of digital calipers and that's those are my five measuring and marking devices nice I, I, can i just say something yeah i love it ben you know why because there is something in there and it was your first one i wouldn't have thought of and i think that's great yeah that uh that software because mm -hmm. you can you can measure with it and you can see that that is so cool i i love talking about measuring and marking because you're always learning something from somebody it's the name yeah. of the game i'm sorry to interrupt it but i just i no. just love this topic and it's it's a great place to see and when you're doing things in, in a design software and sketchup is really easy to use super simple and there's there's yeah. there's even more simpler uh programs to use tinkercad um there's a couple other ones but they're they are super simple to use mm -hmm. but that that is where i learn the mistakes of my original design like yeah. i make the mistakes digitally before i make it in the real world where you know money is involved more or less with the materials mm -hmm. behind it so mm -hmm. no i, really I like, love digital i like that as well that that was one i would have never thought of but that was a super super good valid yep. point um we're not gonna have as much crossover as you thought I, i'll probably leave one of them out that you mentioned um, to talk about another one that wasn't mentioned. But for me, um, the Polini ruler, just like mm -hmm. Ben, I use that more than anything in my shop. Um, That's awesome. I might even use it more than my regular traditional tape measure just because, I don't know, it'd be, pre it'd be pretty close. But most of the stuff that I'm doing is all within, you know, a six inch span that, that I actually need like to really do well and lay out, you know, very precisely. Right, well, so, we all know that you're not going over six inches anyways. Right, so. yeah. Six Ooh. inches on a good day when it's Ooh. really warm. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, the Polini rule, and it has so many other uses too. It's not, you can set depth, you can, mm -hmm. uh, it's, you can lay out mortises. Um, you can lay out your, you can do everything, mortise and tenon layout with about one tool very easily and quickly. With most woodpeckers tools, and a lot of people don't know this, that they're designed a very specific way in order to, like the delve square is a perfect example. You know, it might have a three-eighths inch step on one side and a, you know, a quarter inch on the other, and those steps are there for a reason. And the height, it's because it has so many uses that people don't talk about so much because I, I don't think most people know. On that note, um, another item that I have <clears throat> is the TS rules from woodpeckers specifically the TS-600, which the metric equivalent oh. to that would be the TS-32, I believe. Like the really, the really big one, the big panel markups. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. 
I think it's a inch. TS 32 or 36. 12 inch, 300 yeah, millimeter. I, used, I think I had the TS 24. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, TS 24. That's what I yeah. used to have. Now yeah. I have the TS 600. Yes, it is the, the equivalent of approximately 24 inches. I also have the 12, but uh, I've mentioned this in a couple videos. The spacing, there's holes on it, and the spacing of those holes. Those are five millimeter holes, and the spacing of those holes on a metric one is 32 millimeters apart. On an imperial one, they're spaced an inch apart, and they're done that way for a reason. So I actually will use my TS-600 to lay out drawer slide locations, mm -hmm. to lay out uh, shelf pin holes. If I don't want to pull out the LR-32, I'll, I'll line it up, use a reference edge, and use a you know, self-centering five millimeter bit and poke it in there so I know where to start my drill. Um, there's a lot of different uses for it. That comes in very handy for me. And f on the woodpecker side of things, those are the only two things that I actually use for measurements. Everything else is a reference. You know, my square is a reference, all that stuff. So there's two. The next one for me is an Incra Tiny T. Um, I've been using that thing for years. It used to be my go-to, and then I got the Polini. I still use the Tiny T a lot, and now I have a metric version of it. Um, Where did you get very, the metric one? Online. Just ordered online. I think you can order it directly from Incra, uh, the metric one. That might be the only place you can order it. So that's three. Um, the one I'm going to omit is the fast cap tape measure because I'm like you and Sedg. I, I think you're a big fa uh, fast cap tape measure fan as well, I think. Are you not? Yeah. Oh. You have fast cap tape measures. Oh, that's one yeah. of my top ones on my list. There's um, a I have, I have it. I have the... Uh, yellow one, which is both metric and imperial, and I also have a lot of the blue, which is the double metric, uh, double-sided metric, which Ben was talking about. That's on the True 32 um, layout, but even the metric and imperial one has 30, uh, 32 millimeter uh, indications. So I'll leave that one out. For me, I'm going to go a little different way here because I do consider this a measuring device, and that would be the TSO... Um, parallel guides because I use those very specifically for a measurement um, those are my favorite parallel guides of the ones that I've used and it's dead on accurate um, and I really enjoy using them and they are both also metric and imperial and then the other I'll wait till Sedge is, is back on here for this one because I want to make sure he hears this. But so my last one would be setup blocks. Oh, yeah. Yep. Setup blocks. They are so useful. I have a set of eye gauging ones now. I've used other ones in the past, Craig, and some other uh, different branded ones. But I have a whole metric set of, of setup blocks now from eye gauging, and they are outstanding. I mean, they, they're great for so many applications. Uh, and I reach for them uh, quite often. So those would be my five and what I use them for. Are those so the ones that are, mag that are magnetized? Uh, no, the ones that I had that were magnetized were Carter setup blocks, right. and those were specific. Well, they weren't specific, just, they were but they were designed. For the bandsaw. Yeah, they were designed for the bandsaw because they have a, a recess in the backside so the teeth can sit in there and everything can be flush. So. Yeah. But I did use those for a lot of other reasons. Um, but mostly, yes, I use them at my, my bandsaw. But those, those went to Alma from uh, Pink Soul Studios when she bought the bandsaw. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm interested to hear some of the 
other options that Sedge is going to talk about? <laughs> um, I think uh, you guys named a lot of the ones. <clears throat> when I came up with this topic, I could come up with a bunch of measuring and marking tools um, that I have and I use quite often. But I thought about it. What are the what are the ones I use the most? And you know where they, most of them live is in my pouch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, obviously, yeah. Okay, so um, I'm with you guys on. I've used for years and years the Woodpeckers TS um, 150. It's the uh, pocket T square. It's in metric, and that is the one I just reached for. And, and I'm going to combine that with the, the saddle square as well because mm. I just like the way I can lay things out, put my, my lead in that. Um, uh, I use 9-millimeter leads, and I can put it right in there, and I get a perfect layout. It's just it's perfect for me. And I use yeah. either, I, most of the time I use the T-square. Um, when you guys b- were both talking about the fast cap tape, okay, yeah. I got one right here. Okay, this is the one that lives in my pouch. I live by this thing. I think I have between here and work um, a, probably 10 of these things. <laughs> it, it's crazy. Uh, a lot of people don't know. I mean, we called out the scale. I'm glad you called out the 32-millimeter indication uh, points, just like the, you know the diamonds on a regular tape. These got them every 32 millimeter, mm-hmm. which makes it really easy. I'll be actually calling this out on Festool Live this week because of uh, the LR32 um, Live I'm doing. Uh, it's because everybody wants to complicate things, and this tape measure uncomplicates things. The other thing a lot of people don't know about a fast cap tape is actually the pencil sharpener that's built right in. So a lot of yeah, people don't know it. that. You can lock it here up top, but you can also hold it down below. Mm-hmm. And there's a button there for that. It's just a real comfortable tape. I've used them for years and years and years and years. Okay, so there's two. The other one that, and most of the pants I wear have a, a, a pocket for a folding rule. Uh, mm-hmm. But the one folding rule that I've used, I found this probably about 10 years ago in Canada. Um, it's a company that uh, they're known for their, uh, their steel uh, chisels and axes. It's called Haltafors. And it's, this is the, uh, I believe, the A61. It's an aluminum folding rule. Uh, it's, this thing is wicked. It's got great uh, uh, folding uh, mechanism. It's all aluminum, and it just holds up. It's, in, it's a two-meter. Um, but it's also in metric and imperial, and you got one, brother. I got you one, didn't I? You, yeah, you gave it to me. Yeah, you're damn right. It's the best folding rule on the market. Uh, ben, yours, I think you held up. That's a Stabila. That's a bad to the bone. They're the ones who invented that little folding knuckle. Yeah, um, I love years it. Years ago, and that's I, why I, I love for, that. I, I um, use it for almost almost everything now. Yep. Even okay. laser cutters and digital stuff i use it for that i i also have this <laughs> oh that's that's your uh your patron sponsored um pick a pen it's my pick a pencil i've had one for now oh geez how long 12 14 years i think i've owned one 
I bought my, bought my first one in Germany. Everybody laughed at me. I brought it here to the U.S. What, there was no U.S. distribution for it. Uh, my friend picked up the distribution here in North America. His name's Andrew Ahart. He was in one of my classes. And uh, he just started distributing these things. I love it. Uh, you guys all know that you can tip it right here on the end, but this mm -hmm. lives in my pouch. The other uh, thing that um, is my marking instrument is I use 9mm lids. I use these BIC velocities. You push it in and it just, it just recesses. I've used these for years and years. Now, you guys omitted one, right? Yeah, because you, so I'm going to omit my fast cap because I want to talk about another measure that I just love. It's a Stabila LD400, and this is my laser for large distances. This thing is so dead nuts accurate. It's ridiculous. So that's my... What's the, what's the accuracy tolerance on it? Like within I what? have no idea. It's just dead on. <laughs> yeah. How's that? I've got a, I've got a Bosch one, and that's, that's a really good recommendation because I, can't, I couldn't live without that dang thing now. Yeah, this thing is spot on, man. And uh, I do a lot of in my larger distances I can measure. And I don't even have to <laughs> hold, you don't have to stretch a tape. You yeah. just put it up against the wall or you put it up against an edge. You put it into a corner. And you and you can you can measure a wall by the Pythagorean theorem that's built right in. It's ridiculous cool. how yeah. awesome this thing is. I've owned this for about 10 years. So I find I it especially to... helpful for baseboards. Oh, everything, man. Square footage of a room, everything. Yep. You stand in Should one corner, get... boom, boom, you're done. Hit yeah. another button and it calculates it for you. I should probably get one when I do this basement. Yep. Oh, it, it'll, it's worth its weight in gold. That's, that's a really good. That and one of those Really, levelers. really good recommendation. Laser yeah. level. Yep, so... I just wanted to, those are my five plus one, I guess, because I, I, I didn't want to admit that, but for measuring the marking, that's what I reach for the majority of the time. Now, I have, I use dividers. Ben, that digital vernier caliper you pulled out, I use that every day. It's, it lives on my bench. It's, it's uh, really, gauge really blocks. nice. I do all my angle work with angle blocks and gauge mm -hmm. blocks. I mean, everything that you guys mentioned is awesome, but I was blown away when you brought up the software program. That's pretty daggone cool. Yeah. There, yeah. There's some other things that, that I want to get um, that would certainly help me out, um, like a, um, a, a digital depth reader for my planer. Yep. That would come in, in a lot of handy just because mm -hmm. the one that I have, I don't think that DeWalt makes makes these in, in metric at all, but... Um, there, guys, there is a little readout that you can attach to it that yep. will give you imperial, it'll give you fractions, it'll give you decimals, and it'll also give you metrics. So. Do you guys got like a Wixley or a, a tilt box for angles? I yep. had a, a Wixley. Those are bad yep. to the bone to have, mm -hmm. man. I have it at my table saw. Yep. Yeah. I use it for sometimes checking chisel blade uh, bevels. It works perfect. Mm -hmm. It's magnetic. You know? Wixley makes the, the one for the – or they make one I know of for the uh, – for the planer as well, or really anything yeah. that goes up and down, you can use it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a Wixie I one. Mean, yeah. yeah, so that's cool, man. Uh, um, you know, and I use I use a marking gauge all the time when I'm, you know, for cutting uh, for cutting dovetails. Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't bring that up because I wanted to bring up 
my five most popular. It. I wanted to mention something because you talked about the Pica and the uh, 0.9 millimeter lead. So I actually find I use a variety of, of marking devices in my shop. Mm-hmm. And the three that are in my pouch um, is a Pica. Um, I think the Woodpecker's pencils are 0.9 uh, lead. I have a couple of those. And then I also have, I, th- I believe the brand is Pentel, but it's a 0.5 millimeter lead. And the reason why I have so many different ones is because I use each one of them for different reasons, right? Like the Pica is for the colored capabilities or if I'm marking on rough lumber because it's so thick, it can handle it. Mm-hmm. For the nine millimeter, it's when I don't, it's when I don't care how wide the line is. It's more of just a quick reference. And the 0.5 is because my tiny T, you have to have 0.5. And the other reason why I find the very fine lead to be so beneficial is especially when I'm using the domino. Um, and that is because the finer the line, the more accurate and precise you can be with tools, in my opinion. Yeah. It's easier to cut on the line when something is very fine. It's also very easy to mark or to reference the the cursor line on a domino um, because I am not one of those people. I, it's very rare that I do a, and I know Sedge is going to scoff at me for this, but scoff. a tight, a scoff. tight mortise and a loose mortise. I like, I like uh, what Sedge, I think it was last, last week or the week before when you were talking about uh, cabinets. Yeah. The, the, community one where you're saying you, you pin the front and then the back doesn't matter. You can, you can slot the back, but you want to make sure that front, I think that's a really good opportunity to do something like that for, but for the most part, I try to trust my abilities. And ever since I moved to the, I try to trust my abilities on the layout with the domino for what I feel comfortable with. And the reason I do that is because I have noticed since moving to that uh, 5.5 millimeter lead, I find that it's very, very easy to be very accurate. Um, Because the issue that I would always run into is sometimes I'd forget (laughs) that I had it set to a different slot size. And that would bite me in the butt every once in a while. Um, But yeah, I I thought it was interesting that you started talking about the pencils and why you use them. Um, So I thought I would just throw in that additional one that I use and why I use that. Because that's a very common question, believe it or not. Hey, what Mm. pencils do you use? I one just, that, I, one I, that marks. I go to uh, I go to that point nine because it breaks less. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That that is definitely the downside to the point five, yeah. especially when you're yeah. using something that's very and I was, um, was open grained. It gets caught. I was using point sevens for a while, and I just got frustrated with those, so I found point nines. Yeah, and I just I just stuck with them. Yeah, I like the woodpeckers ones. I'm pretty sure they're point nine. If I'm if I'm looking for a fine line, I'm actually using a marking knife. Yeah. Then, yeah. then, and then I can get my knife edge with that for chisel you're and a, sun. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, you're a hand tool weenie, so of course you'd have hand, a mark. It's because of course I'm a hand a tool knife. We, Oh, somebody's been hand planing a lot and doing stories, you mm-hmm. weenie. Speaking of that, I'm bringing my star <laughs> major's block plane up to you this weekend, so we okay. can uh, sharpen we'll that. It. We'll sharpen Scare, it. Wicked shop. Wicked shop. Cool. The Milwaukee guy. Yeah. Milwaukee weenie. He bought like a, he bought a van. Like, you know, you see like the pack out vans 
and he's going to like remodel and, and do the interior portion of it to make it's pretty sweet <laughs> he had it at work today is he going to live anyway. down by the river yeah in a van <laughs> down by the river, the river. well my name's we, matt foley we hit that topic do you want to uh do you want to get into our our usuals yes yeah let me ask before we get started we'll do the world hates jason and close it out on a positive note or uh, get bent sorry do either one of you guys have a negative comment this week i don't i just keep i just keep getting weird ones like just plan like furniture love dog I, I keep getting weird <laughs> ones like that oh just i i got one on my metric one is uh you know the title of the metric video uh why it's called why i like metric Mm-hmm. So you want to hear this really intelligent comment? Sure. It's because you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just forget about literally every other country in the world, buddy. Let's yeah. let's just discount them. An American definitely said that. I you're not I, you're not an American. I woke up and I I read that and I just started to laugh hysterically. Oh my god, people are you, just so just so whatever oh I, I didn't show you guys this did y'all see my stories today why would i see your stories wow like i made I these like little something. figure eight fasteners today oh cool with my 3d and these things are strong man like i didn't think that they would be that's a really good idea like now i've got like 30 of them now now you just have I'm to gonna, build some sort of furniture to put them on now I need now I need to build some furniture around my fasteners. Can you 3D print wood? There is wood filament. <laughs> but uh I'm really excited for next week because I'm I'm gonna use the STM eighteen hundred next week. Nice. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make another I'm gonna make another suspench. Hopefully oh. hopefully my castle comes in. It hasn't shipped yet. I don't even I don't even know anything about it other than it's my my pre-order has been received for over a month now. Uh, are you gonna make some of those figure eight things on your STM? God, you're so stupid, Seth. <laughs> no, you I'm gonna cut. <laughs> Guys, but I'm I'm really excited about because I'm as we're sitting here doing the podcast, I'm looking down at it. It's underneath my MFT. Super excited to use it. Guys. I just what? got another really good one. Oh, you did? <laughs> this is perfect timing. I'm right, going to read I'm going to read a few because we're doing really good on time and Let's okay. jump into the next segment. Get bent. Get bent. Get bent. Oh man. Oh god, I can't wait. I'm going to read a few. Here we go. 43 minutes ago. Since we've been on this podcast while we were recording this, and this is on the 10 tools every woodworker should own. A very, very old video. Here we go. Tools that I use every day don't look brand new. Thanks. I smell the BS here. Show me what you actually use, LOL. Don't give me a commercial disguised as an honest review. Wow, what a nice guy. Here we go. Next one. This is on my installing full I, installing. 
I thought about making a channel where I just review like really old stuff that's like 20 years old. That's like you can't even get anymore. Yeah. yeah. But like, all right, this is my 20 year review of the Rubbermaid trash can that that the previous owners of my house left here. So, <laughs> so this is from my installing full extension drawer slides, the, the side mount ones. This is a very old video as well. Another old video, yeah. And in that video, I, I used uh, an example talking to my Amazon machine. I can't say it because she's right here. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Metric versus Imperial. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this was the comment. So Alexa is the summation of intelligence. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next one. (laughs) 10 useful woodworking tools and accessories. I've got some good ones. Bad trading. Your first item in is Pika pencil. Then, then on pocket ruler. (laughs) (laughs) I love the ones that is just, (laughs) <laughs> Such bad grammar. Yep. <laughs> it's really hard to to take him serious. Yeah, I don't understand what he meant by this, but bad trading your first item is Pika pencil, then then on pocket ruler, you use different pencil. What? Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Oh, I bet she a- was like, oh, I'm going to get this guy. <laughs> I caught you. Some- <laughs> All right, I've got two more that I want to read. Okay. This is, this is from my latest video the, titled The Ultimate. Had to put ultimate in there in all caps to make it legit. The Ultimate Assembly Table. I wouldn't call three MFTs a great setup. It's more of a very inefficient use of resources. Like wood want- and aluminum? Yeah, I guess I guess the simple fact that I, I I'm you know I'm not using the legs on them means they're rendered completely inoperable. <laughs> so stupid. Like seriously? It's a it's a waste of resources. Why? Because they're not on the legs. Interesting. You could you could say that about any human being that's sitting in a chair. Yeah. God, you're sitting those, down. You, right those now. legs are useless. Yeah, Look total waste of resources. <laughs> Um, all right, last one. <laughs> this is for uh, the Castle 110. Mm. Pocket, uh, pocket hole cutter. Comment was, channel has turned into just advertising products. The tens of thousands of dollars of festival equipment in the background doesn't impress me. <laughs> wow. Jason, so, I was... Go ahead. We talk about this every time somebody makes a dumb comment about the festival in the background. And again, this is why my channel will never be a mega channel and all this other stuff because people see that stuff and make dumb comments. But this is, again, another perfect example of that had nothing to do with the video. And at no time did I talk about those tools, but they just they can't see through it. They looked at that as a advertisement for festival. Yeah. Forget the fact that it's it's an omni wall that's that makes it easier for me to grab my tools. Yeah. I was thinking about this, Jason. Whenever I was, because uh, I I had to do my thesis on Jason's Jason's business. And what if what do you think the change would be if you just went on Facebook Marketplace or eBay and just bought a bunch of broken like big box store tools and just just had them on the wall? That was it. You never use them in any videos. You just 
You just had them up there in shots. Uh, so what believe you- it or not, it would have two effects. It would affect me positively and negatively. The way it would affect me positively is if I was using those tools because it would relate to more people and they wouldn't be completely intimidated by the tools that I'm using. Mm-hmm. And like this guy, just not pay any attention to what I'm saying, instead being angry and jealous because somebody else has nice things and they don't. Yeah. Where it would be a very big hit on my brand and my channel is immediately people would say that I sold out. Mm. Oh. Because they'd see me going from festival to that and that just doesn't happen you don't see that you see other people going from rayobi to rigid and rigid to jet and jet to powermatic and that kind of stuff you don't see people going from festival typically back down and the person you have seen do that in the past mark spagnolo um he got a ton of heat for it when he originally uh made a video like talking about the capex and now he was going back to the bosch and now he uses the capex again but he got so much crap when that happened but at the same time he probably also got a lot of people that were like oh if this guy's saying you know if he's willing to to move back to a bosch then the bosch might be right for me but those two people aren't in the same target demographic you know mm-hmm. what i mean so what it works had, both ways what if you had a dewalt sander and then it had a knife going through it yeah. what about that no i what i think would be funny ben i think we've talked about this before get rid of all the festival in the backdrop of my <coughs> video put all of those uh, less expensive, more affordable options, but then in my videos, use nothing but Festool. <laughs> and what see, if you, <laughs> see what reaction people would be like. What if you replaced everything on the Omni wall with, with a bunch of peanut butter jars? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like in all of your head and shoulder shots, you have like a, like a jar in your hand with like a spoon in it. Yeah. Like you're not eating it. You just <laughs> yeah. put like bags of potato chips up there and subs and stuff. Like yeah. It that. looks like a grocery store. almost. Yeah. No. Oh, here I have a better idea. You know, those like clear uh, containers you can get for like your pantry mm-hmm. Yeah. that you see like all these DIYers yeah, like and stuff like containers. label everything. Yeah. So we have those in our house and they're fantastic. And I've actually thought mm-hmm. like I need to get those and put those in the shop and put things in them because quick put access I can just see in that. <laughs> no, <laughs> my domino inside of it, so no All biscuits right, I've, on. I've got to, I've got to keep the festival domino five hundred in a uh, humidity right. controlled environment. I yeah. got to keep my, I got to keep my showroom uh, tools right. from the showroom good. Yep. No, what I what I need to do is just take all the tools off and put like flour and sugar and salt in those things and have it labeled and be like, what the hell is this guy doing? What if you had, what if all of your tools that were on the Omni wall were on the, like those little spinning display things? <laughs> With like key placed lights that like yeah, illuminate yeah. it. And God, like all great. of your graphics and all of your videos look like a QVC channel. You know, nowadays... So this, this segment, uh, Get Bent, has reinvigorated my uh, excitement to upset people. <laughs> and, like, because, again, I've realized, like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if yep. you don't. You are yep. screwed you are. either way. Yes. So, you know, that's, that's, that's why it's, it's, there's a saying in marketing that if you, if you market to everyone, you market to no one. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you do, you're you're going to end up, you know, segregating other people, and it's just so it's a, a part video. Of the- well, a video that I want to do, and we've talked about this. I'm going to try to do it 
I want it to be my video that comes out Sunday, but based on my schedule this week, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to make that happen. But I'm going to title the video, You Could Do This Too, too If You Had These Tools. <laughs> and that's going to be my expensive tool video because here's, here's the bottom line. When you post about that stuff, everybody complains and whines. And, oh, if I had that, I could do that too. And they want to say, oh, that stuff. If, if I put a $20 item, okay, on my 70, uh, I did a tool video recently and it was like things under $75. Even on that video, I still got people that complained saying that the, the things were too expensive. So even when I try to do a video appealing yeah. to a larger audience, and it wasn't that many people, uh, to be fair, the feedback was actually pretty good on it, but I did still get people that did that. And I've had plenty of people say, oh, I could do that too if I had those tools. And they're always instigated by the expensive tools that they can't afford or they don't want to spend the money on or they don't think is worth the money because they've never used it or they don't have the experience to know that there's a difference. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> So I'm just going to do this video and I'm going to start this video off and I'm going to say, have you ever heard the saying, you know, like <laughs> if only I, I could do that too, if I had these tools and hey, you know what, Jeff Bezos, I could go to space too. If I had a rocket, like, <laughs> that's absolutely correct. Like, yeah, that's the only way you can do it. You know, I'm going to yeah. be like, you know what? I'm going to get the comment anyway. So in this video, here's all the tools that people say that about. And I'm just going to, it's just going to be B-roll footage of every ex super expensive tool that everyone complains about. Oh God, I can't I think wait. That'll be funny. Are, okay. are you going to like, are you going to like play into that or are you going to, are you, is it going to be like, just like a typical kind of Jason Ben video where it's like more professional or are you going to be I'm like, still going to hey, talk like about the tools professionally, but I'm not going to start off super professionally. Okay. <laughs> and that's why I'm going to title it. I, I, I might even like title the actual video. Like that'll be my thumbnail, but the actual video, I'll be like tools you can't afford, but wish you had or something like and that. What, oh, and what man. you should do. People because would just be up in a roar about that. For every tool, just put across the screen, the price tag on it. <laughs> oh, I will. And then I'll, yep. I'll do a bunch of drop in like dollar bill signs yep. and everything. And cha-ching, yep. cha-ching, cha-ching. And be like, to buy this tool, you only have to take out a second mortgage on your home. Moving on to the next one is the Domino. Yada, guess yada. what, everybody? I have both of them. <laughs> yada, yada, Just to be a jerk. You ought to start off with like somebody's hand coming in the frame with like a bunch of money and you're like, all right, thanks. Oh, hey, I'm Jason Bent. Welcome to. Uh, <laughs> and what you'll have Jeff Bezos come on there and go, I have four of them. <laughs> no, Nicole, Nicole handing me like a stack of hundred dollar bills and be like, yeah. okay, so you want me to just promote all of these expensive. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey guys. <laughs> cool. Or, or I could start it off and be like, <laughs> I could be like, honey, yeah, tell them I'm shooting the video now and the cost is $10,000, okay? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm filming. <laughs> I should, maybe we should think this through, Ben, and like really come up with like a really good, solid plan. Because oh, I, 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 I could care less, like that's not going to generate any affiliate marketing for me. It's not, I just want to do it to be... I kind of want to do it to be that condescending guy and just let all the people that really enjoy following my stuff enjoy it because they will. Yeah. But all the other haters, I, I seriously, I think that that's the perfect title. Tools you wish you could afford but can't or something like that just to, just to elicit that anger. 
and make everybody want to watch it and then just really get angry in the comments. And then we will have so much. We could just do a full episode on comments from that video. How awesome would that be? Hey, oh, what you, hey, what are you guys doing Friday night at 8 o'clock? Beers with the boys. For all our patrons. Yeah, it'll already be passed by the time this one comes out. Oh, that's right. That's true. It is true. We can do an IG be... call out tonight? Yeah. I talked a lot. Who wants to go first? Mr. Sedgley? Okay. I don't think Ben's ready or he's frozen because he's not moving. He's all stoic. Oh, he's moving. Okay. Uh, I'm going to call out Matthew Collins Designs out of Minnesota. And he's on Instagram at Matthew Collins Designs. Have you, you guys follow him? Matthew Collins. For some reason, I want to say he sounds familiar. Okay. This his his videos are mesmerizing because he's part of the logging, forestry, sawmilling, kill drying, woodworking community. He he's a he's a forester, and he works with these massive machines during the day. But he also has a kiln, a wood miser, and uh, it's pretty interesting. He sells slabs, but he's a woodworker, and uh, it's just sometimes you watch some of these machines he does when he does all the forestry, and it's just from a, a, a huge chipper to a you guys know what a feller buncher is? No, a what? <laughs> It's like a, it's like a, a backhoe that has a. I don't know how to describe it, but it's a. It has this humongous saw blade that grabs the tree and cuts it and then moves oh, it yeah, off yeah, to the yeah. side. They call them. Oh yes, and yes. It, and my wife watches his channel. She subscribes <clears throat> to it on Instagram, and we just like watching his stuff because he's he's got great drone footage. Um. It, it's it's almost addicting his channel, and uh, he's a really nice guy. You can tell, but uh, he's passionate about woodworking as well. So I just wanted to call him out. He's from Minnesota. Great, great Instagram account, but also nice. a YouTube channel as well. I love that awesome. that saw that one that just pulls up next to a tree and just cuts the base mm -hmm. and moves yeah. on. Yeah. That that's called a fella buncha. That's yeah, cool. I've always wondered what that's called. I've seen those videos and I'm always like, man, that's so cool. <laughs> I want one, right? Yeah. It's Just go sweet. around and start cutting down your neighbor's trees. <laughs> yep. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah, nothing. I'm using my fella buncher. What? Huh? <laughs> Too cool. Ben, do you do you want to go, Ben? Yeah. So this week it's a it's a YouTube account that I, I recently discovered, and it's Jesse Bourne. That's just the name of the of the channel. Um, J e s s e b o r n. And the video that I came across that he had was uh, using how a 3d printer helps him out in his shop. And he has, um, 10 ways I use my 3d printer and woodworking. Um, and it just like, I, I think I just gotten my printer whenever I came across this channel, but it, it was just really refreshing to see other woodworkers that have, or, or utilize and incorporate 3d printers into their shops. And it's, it's not like just like little stupid tinkery kind of things. It's things that are actually useful. Um, mm -hmm. that you, you know, it's just components that are so small that you couldn't make it any other way than with a 3d printer. Um, you couldn't make these with a CNC, 
you know, you couldn't make it with a laser cutter. You couldn't do it by hand. They're just, they're so small and intricate that, so it was really cool coming across again, another woodworker that does that. And there's some other channels that have similar videos, but I found his the most helpful. So Jesse cool. born on YouTube. Before I do mine, can I ask you a question real quick? Because I've been giving a lot of thought to getting one of those 3d printers. Mm -hmm. What are you designing in? Fusion. Ugh. But you can, but that's not the only program you can do it in. There's Tinkercad, which is a very, it's a much more simple, uh, simpler design software, but it's not as intricate. Um, people use Fusion 360 for like really complex parts because it's, it's a, it's an engineer's it's program. It's more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And one, but one thing that I'm starting to learn with Fusion 360 is that unless you are using it in a, in, in the way that the program is designed, you can really put yourself into a really bad corner. Um, there are some design elements that are not as intuitive as you would think that they would be. And so, you know, something as simple as putting a hole through a part, you know, for whatever reason, uh, if you don't use the hole puncher, more or less, if you just design a circle and punch through the material, not that it won't work, it will, but it, it requires so much more computational power than if you just use the, the hole puncher like feature that they have. Well, unless you're, you know about it, you just draw a circle and you punch a hole through it like anything else. But again, it just, it adds to the complexity. And so when it comes time to um, process the file into the, into the printable file that you need to like with 3d printing, you, you run it through what's called a slicer. Um, it just, it just takes forever because it's having to compute all these different features that you have, even though it's still going to work. It's just, it just adds to it. And so I'm, I'm having to kind of learn that go into, you know, watch a bunch of different videos and it, it, it can be complicated, but it's just, it's just learning the ins and outs of the, of the software. That's, that's the biggest thing, but I really need to see, I actually, when I was using Fusion initially, um, I found it easier to use than SketchUp. I think we've talked about that before. I, I don't know if it's just the way my brain works, but I didn't have a lot of experience with SketchUp either. But I need to see if my license automatically renewed or if it yeah. is expired. Because I, I don't you think. It in February. Because that's, that's when we first started talking about it. Because you gave me a. Um, was it February? You, it was I like thought February, it was October March. of last year. Okay. No, you because you, you added me as one of the people in the account or something like that. So that yeah, I that you could view it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll have to look at it, but I need to start yeah. toying with that again, especially with the new laptop. But um, I was just curious because. <laughs> yeah, there's there, there's various programs that are that are more intuitive to use. You're just not going to get the complexity that that Fusion 360 gives. Yeah. But so having said that, actually... I highly doubt that unless I'm like. Unless I'm making helical parts, I don't think that I'm ever going to need the complexity that Fusion 360 has. I just I just wanted a reason to learn the software. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, maybe I'll hold off until I actually learn one of the softwares, or otherwise I'll just sit here and collect dust. If, if anybody out there that's listening to this uh, wants to get into it, uh, to me – Having gone through both, SketchUp is is so much easier to to use, and it's you know there's there's less of a layout uh, than on Fusion 360. It's a very basic software, or you know, 
from a relative standpoint. But hmm. I, I would encourage you, to, if you're new to everything, to, to go with SketchUp. It's it's pretty easy to learn. Um, mine this week is, I don't know if we've talked about this one before, but I don't think we have. It's Tide Design. No. T-I-D-E Design. Um, they're out of Melbourne, Australia, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Anyways, very, uh, like modern style furniture, Scandinavian modern, I guess you could kind of say. Is it H I D E? Tide T I D E. Oh, tide. My bad. bad. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to find like the channels I really like all have a very similar thing in common. Yeah. (laughs) Tide, tide underscore design. Yeah. Yeah. You like okay. that? You like that modern, clean, Scandinavian look? Mm-hmm. I do. Um, you know who this reminds me a lot of is uh, the stuff that Kidwell Fabrications makes yep. as well, mm-hmm. which we did talk about. I was just going to say that. It's got a lot of those curved pieces and yeah. table Just really cool stuff. Yeah. Very cool, small, little subtle details, some really cool chairs. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for when I... Uh, I'm able to dedicate a little bit more time out here and get back to doing this stuff to really hone my oh. skills and, and get better and also right came up also <laughs> tied laundry yeah tied laundry it's also don't a favorite. i like to eat the pods don't eat it tied <laughs> all right <laughs> well well it, this is not going to help out anybody that listens to it other than our patrons but for our patrons just a reminder that today or tonight as you're listening to this is the live the monthly live that we're going to be doing going forward today at 8 p.m eastern standard time so consider this your final warning we hope to see everybody there yeah, friday night you at know, eight right uh yeah friday night at eight uh, i will i will post the zoom link uh around 745 so. okay Ooh. am i invited well let's talk no. about that let's You're talk about you can't let's that's true. I am. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> let's by talk proxy, ab- you're by your, your patron by yeah. proxy. Let, hey, let's okay. talk about the, the zoom invite stuff, uh, after we jump off here. Okay. And okay. in, in the after show In the after show with just three of us naked. I mean, let's, <laughs> Hey, now I got my beanie and, on and my cats <laughs> and my cats. Ooh, All right. right. Cats. Jason, where can everybody find you? Benswoodworking.com. Sedge, where can everybody find you? Sedgetool.com. At Sedgetool on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Tinder, Facebook, Tinder, Grinder. Plenty of fish. (laughs) Plenty of fish, man. POS, plenty of Sedge. (laughs) (laughs) And then on the Festool USA YouTube channel under. Festool Live, Festool Shop Talk. Hey, guys, guess what I got tomorrow on Shop Talk? Mike Coffee. I'm so excited. Ooh, I spoke yeah. with him today. What time? Uh, 12 be a noon on one. Instagram Live. <laughs> oh, I'm there. Yep. I'm there. And, uh, I'm there just to make fun of him. Of course. And uh, and then at Festool Sedge on uh, my other Instagram channel. So there you go. Where can we find you, Mr. Marshall? MarshallDesignWorks.com and Ben Marshall Designs on YouTube and Instagram. And hey, Excellent. if you're listening to this on Sunday, if you're a freeloader, if you're not a patron yet, put this in your stories that you're listening to the podcast. 
say you know what episode you're listening to take a screenshot of your phone share it to your stores on instagram tell your grandma about it yes share definitely it. your grandma share it hey. share it share it but also rate us on spotify and apple and hey could you give us a review we'd really appreciate it yep. and match with us on tinder yep you know? that's right you know swipe right is that what <laughs> you right, do? Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I don't know. All right, have a good night. I'm out Bye. of here. Bye. Bye. Hey, this has been co-host and editor of the Green Suiters Podcast. This episode is over, but if you want to hear more topics like this and you want to be a part of our conversation, head over to patreon.com forward slash Podcast for early access to each show. If you're listening to this on free feeds, be sure to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.